In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So most years, Mother's Day coincides with the fifth Sunday of Easter. And then the connection between mothers and little children, love one another as I have loved you, can easily be made by the preacher. Easy peasy. But as is for me consistently in the case these days, I'm a week late and a pound short. <laughs> so even though we are a week past the solemn high celebration of mothers, I want to use that metaphor to talk about God as mother of us all. Now that's not just a nod to the feminists in the congregation, even though that might help my political credentials. But particularly, I want to think about Jesus referring to his disciples as little children. These are grown men and women, after all. Why the condescension? Surely that's not what he said. Why would the gospel writer have Jesus address the disciples as little children? And I can only guess that the point is that the, rec the record is addressing the dependence of the disciples on Jesus as a loving parent and guide who will soon be absent from them. On some level, they anticipate that loss and are anxious about the absence of his care and direction in their lives. They know the pain of his absence is coming because he repeatedly told them. Now, it has often been said from this pulpit that there is a lot of cumulative pain in this congregation. Mind you, I don't think we're any different from any other congregation. It's a fact of modern life that we all harbor pain as part of our life experience. If we listen to the intercessions weekly when we pray for those who have been killed from gun violence, those suffering from disease, from COVID, from family stress, from separation and loss from the suffering of Ukraine and those of other countries at war. The list is long and the pain is severe. And we feel the need to be concerned for those even though we don't know them but also whose suffering we can identify with because we recognize our own pain. But more importantly, and it is, an, it is an embrace to those who are not with us or whose pain we recognize. I find pain to be cumulative as I watch TV from the Ukraine, from Africa, of gun violence and abuse, it's all around us, always there, and shown to us daily on the news. At times, I just shut the news off when I find it that overwhelming. None of these addresses how physical pain weighs on any of us and grinds us down, or how the prognosis of a terminal illness weighs on our souls and clouds our hopes and expectations. All humans carry a common weight, but at times the burden surfaces and breaks through. In a very real sense, 
We all need mothering, particularly if we think of mothering as the acknowledgement of our pain and suffering, the awareness of hurt and rejection, and our inadequacy in so many ways to change things. Pain and suffering do not have to be severe in order to have an effect on our lives and behavior. In a recent TV documentary about some toddlers who couldn't sleep or wouldn't eat, they just cried all the time. Hidden cameras were placed in a clinic to show the interaction during therapy sessions with the children and the mothers. And the cameras revealed that there had not been real bonding. One mother said she really didn't like her child. Can you imagine? Another was trying to control the child to the way she was feeding it. But the important thing was, the documentary also showed the glory of mothering. When, with therapy, mothers became able to understand and to bond. It was an amazing turnaround in the way the children and the mothers played together. And that TV story says that mothering really exists and it works. The gospel says mothering exists and it works on a global scale. Nurture and compassion are truly at the heart of the universe. At the heart of the universe, universe beats a heart of love. In Hebrew, the word <clears throat> we translate as compassion literally means womb-like. We don't have to limit ourselves to talking about the fatherhood of God. We can also talk about the motherhood of God. We can do that because the Bible does too. Paul, for example, who usually gets a bum rap for male chauvinism, speaks of the birth pangs of the universe because God is birthing us as children of God. Jesus looks on Jerusalem. He feels like a mother hen wanting to brood, warm, and protect its chicks. Or if we have trouble with the fatherhood of God, we can try on the motherhood of God image is seen in Mary. She does not understand her son. She sees, she sees she, so she trusts, she ponders his experience. She keeps it in her heart and brings it to mind. She experiences her son growing up and leaving her. Then she's present at her own child's execution. That is the heartbeat of love. <clears throat> then she's at present at his execution. That is womb-like compassion. Or if we have trouble with Mary, there is also the image of the church itself as mother, a place where this is a is kind of where this kind of compassion is available. An amazing thing about the TV documentary was how with just a very little bit of love, what change could come. 
To make a huge change, it only took a bit of attention to the child. And then they were able to move on, to sleep, even through the night, for example. This community knows the reality of pain and the need for love. We as a community survived our surviving COVID, just like we survived AIDS, like we survived all the crises the human family has known, has thrown at us. And we will continue to do so as long as we remember that we are loved, that we continue to offer that pain up to God. A better way to say it is to live in the reality of life's pain, not to run from it, but to accept God's embrace so that we can move on. The mission of the church is to stamp our lives with the mark of love. Love, not duty. Love is a reflection of what we have experienced. Love which is the natural response of a child to its mother. So remember these words from Psalm 131. Like a child on its mother's breast, my soul is quieted within me. Amen.